Hey there, everyone. Um, I go by the name of Adrian Daniels. And if this is your first time listening, welcome to the Sound of a Crowd podcast. Uh, this is the show where we chat with top Ghanaian founders, entrepreneurs, and creators worldwide with the aim of leaving you behind with meaningful takeaways that you can apply in life, business, and career. Um, just before we get into this episode, I would like you to know that for today's show notes, head over to thesoundofacrowd.com forward slash Aniwa. That's A-N-N-I-W-A-A. Yes, yeah. that is correct. <laughs> That's correct. So the sunnowcrowd.com forward slash anyone. That's A double N I W A A. Got you. That's it. And whilst you're here, please hit like, subscribe, share the video, and please give us a five star review if you're listening on Spotify and Apple. Um, so I'm joined, as you know, by Aniwa Boachi, and she's an award-winning British Ghanaian actress, filmmaker, and a writer. How are you doing? Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on the show. Lovely to see you. Thank you for having me on the show, and I'm excited to get going and chatting with you. Absolutely. Thank you for coming to mm -hmm. our third um, year anniversary as well, which is Yeah, great. that was really earlier good. The, earlier in the week, which is really good yeah, to have you. Good very to have brilliant. You. Great to be a part of your um, celebrations and... Just looking forward to hearing more about the sound of Accra and how so you're expanding. Thank you so much. Yes, I mean, 2023, hopefully it's uh, it's going to be a good year for us. And looking forward to hearing what you've got in store, which we'll get into towards the end of the episode. Yeah. yeah. All right. So anyway, look, for those that don't know you, of course, I've, I've gotten to know you over the mm -hmm. past few weeks or so. Um, just give just give the audience like an elevator 60, 30 second pitch about like, who you are. Uh, so I'm a Ghanaian, British filmmaker, actress, um, and just all-round creative. Um, I was born and raised in London. I have lived in um, LA, New York. Ooh. I am someone that likes to travel a lot because I like to learn from lots of different people, lots of different environments. Um, I'm like a sponge, so I absorb that and develop, <laughs> <I like> that <laughs> and work. develop work um, yeah. that always puts black women to the forefront of the conversation. Mm. Okay, great. Okay, cool. So I think you guys heard that from anyone. International lady. International yeah. lady. Yeah. New York, LA, London, Ghana. Wow. I mean, this, mm. is, this is quite, this is quite um, something. But I think probably what takes you to America quite a lot is your acting. Acting. In it's your... acting. Um, I used to live in the States mm. for about six and a half years. Mm. Um, I was very much interested and still very much am because um, this is what I do, in expanding my acting career so it goes beyond uh, the UK border. Um, I felt like in America, there's more opportunities for, for black people to play roles that are, you know, you're not just playing the mother on the council state who the sons haven't, like, fallen in the wrong crowd. You know, there's roles where you can be a lawyer, you can, um, you know, be... A doctor and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, because you got Hollywood and the, 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 you know, a huge film and TV industry in America, right? Yeah. I mean, the UK is like a small little drop in the ocean compared to America, right? It's just it's, America is massive. Exactly, and a lot of the times um, in America, there's more executive producers as well that mm. aren't just white men. Yeah. Whereas in the UK, um, executive producers are predominantly. White men. White men. Yeah. So, so like, um, yeah. it's like, you know, yeah. so you're having to convince those execs or commissioners yeah. to uh, listen to your story or want to try and tell your story mm. as a black woman. As a black woman, yeah. yeah. And I just find that quite interesting as a British Ghanaian actor, or yeah. you could say like a black British actor, because of what I'm about to say. I just find it quite interesting about 
all of the British um, actors that have kind of broken into like you know the film and TV industry by going to America mm-hmm. and shooting films there, like um, Daniel. Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's so many of them, yeah, so many of these actors. Yeah. I'm sure there's more that I've missed as well, but there's so many of them that have gone to America and once they've hit America, and they've kind of been able to break into any kind of film or TV yeah. um, any, anywhere in the world. And why do you, why, I mean, of course, America is actually the, they're, they're the leaders and that's where like the most commercial value is. That's where it? pop culture is. That's True. where like, you know, they, they like you said, uh, money yeah. talks there. They yeah. have a lot of money that they're, they invest in entertainment there. Yeah. Um, so and it is the entertainment capital in that sense when it comes to film and TV. Mm. Okay, cool. All right, so let's get straight into it. So let, let's let's talk a bit about your um your, your kind of your resume in terms of TV, film, mm. and producing or directing. Um, because of course you've been around different countries. Of course, I'm sure the obvious reasons is for your career and what yeah. you've been doing in the industry. Um, talk. Can you give us a quick run through of like? what you've been doing. I mean, I've seen your IMDb. I think it's, it's quite impressive. Um, could you just share with the audience like some notable roles and productions yeah. or, di- or direct- directorships yes. that you've done? So in the UK, I did, you know, there's a, a long time running show. I think it's been running now for maybe 60 years, I want to say, <laughs> like EastEnders. Yeah. Good old EastEnders. Um, you know, I did Holby City. Holby City. Um, then, <laughs> <laughs> right, then I'm... Um, when I went to the States, I did um, Stars. Um, can't, even, can't even remember now. It's been That's quite right. a while. We'll have it in the show notes. Um, so we'll have your IMDb, her IMDb in the show notes. So don't worry about it. <laughs> but I worked with like Tachina Arnold, Tiana mm, um, nice. Paris. Wonderful. Um, I've worked with uh, uh, Jonathan Reese Mears. Um, you know, in the States, I have kind of branched more into voice acting in terms of animation. So um, I'm currently working on um, X-Men at the moment, X-Men 97. Um, Archer, which is a big classic. Everyone loves Archer. I don't think I know it. Archer is a big <laughs> one on Netflix. Like I get a lot oh, really? of people hitting me up saying, yeah. Well, I, they saw you in, the, in I that. I saw you in Archer, yeah, yeah. Um, what is it? Well, is it Archer's like it's a it's a satire okay. of a guy that's kind of like James Bond, but he's so silly, mm. and he's just like <laughs> <laughs> the people around him yeah. solve the cases. He's just okay. like really doofus and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's quite. Where was it shot? Where was it shot? So basically, when it comes to voice animation, a lot of the times you go into the studio and they record oh, this is your voice, voice. and this yeah. is anime. Okay, yeah, on, yeah, they record your voice. Yeah, uh, and then. Sometimes it, it's to match the animation or sometimes the animation matches you. Yeah, <laughs> that's quite cool. Okay, cool. So that's, that's, that's on Netflix right now. Yeah, Netflix. And is, is this like a US production, UK production? It's a US production. It's a US production. So a lot of the stuff that I've, I'm doing at the moment is US based. Yeah, I mean, and that's of course, where the money is, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> can't complain, you know. Um, but of course, like last year, I um, produced and starred in a film by um, Emmy Award winning writer Kwame Dawes called Moon Over Brie, shot by a full Ghanaian cast. Mm. Um, you know, it was shot in Ghana in Osu wow. and also in Abri. Um, and yeah, it's doing really well on the festival circuit at the moment. Okay, cool. Where can people see it? Or where was it? Where was it shown? So at the moment, when what what happens with the festival circuit is because it's it's 
just started its round okay. until it kind of does all the festivals it okay. won't be able to okay, be screened cool. however we have just been accepted into the Pan-African Film Festival nice. which is an Oscar qualifying festival oh, nice. um, well, congratulations. Be, thank you which will yeah. be happening in Los Angeles in mm. February 2023 nice. so if you happen to be in LA <laughs> in February then definitely yeah, you'll right. be able to see the <laughs> film wonderful wonderful um, I think it's it's really good to see a lot more kind of like Ghanaians or being involved in films which yeah. can have more visibility in like countries like America or even end up on like a Netflix or Amazon Prime video or like a, um, what's the other one? Apple TV, whatever you yeah. call it. Um, I actually went to a, um, I went to a summit, not last mm-hmm. year, but the year before, 2021. And um, I think it was James Gardner. He, mm-hmm. was, he was there, he was speaking about how difficult it is for African actors to kind of like break into the industry because when you do a film here usually it's just it's just shown on like the few screens and that's about it so it's limited to who you can reach but i think what he was saying is that he feels like the narrative is changing because you have netflix now a lot more african films are being put into netflix now and even amazon even prime video now is is competing as well so now he feels like there, there might be a change where finding the african films that can finally get the attention that they deserve and even the money and the revenue that they deserve as well. I feel like that's happening. Uh, I feel like that's happening, but the focus always is on Nigeria and South Africa yeah. and maybe Kenya. And with the, with, with the tourism of Ghana, um, with the music and with uh, the number of African-Americans coming and enjoying mm-hmm. and, you know, what I feel now is that there needs to be a series that comes out from Ghana. Mm. And so Ghana is also a contender when it comes to the African film market mm. and the streaming services. Yeah. Um, it's understandable because money talks, right? Absolutely. And because Nigeria is a big country yeah. and there's a lot of um, you know, people in Nigeria and they, they have a, an established Nollywood. Yeah. And of course, with South Africa, there's yeah. an infrastructure and there's familiar, familiarity yeah. um, that a lot of Europeans have. So they tend to, or Europeans or Westerners have, mm-hmm. so they tend to favour South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, with the uh, East Africa, you know, it's becoming the new tech hub as well. So now streamers are looking at that because then you can tie in, um, you know, the fact that you, a lot of East African people are able to, you know, have access to Wi-Fi to yeah. a certain extent, right? Yeah. Um, so hopefully this kind of speed or the the development will reach to Ghana, but it also has to come from Ghanaians, the entertainment entertainment system here to push for it. True, true. Yeah, I, I, we do need all the help we can get, um, like from the government. I mean, the government, that's another conversation, but we need yeah. all the help we can get to get, at, you know, to get Ghana into the hat of yeah. those African films because... When, you, when I search on Netflix, I'm seeing so many films produced in Nigeria or maybe South Africa, you know, which here is, and there. Which is brilliant. Which is great. Yeah. But I mean, Ghana, I think there's potential for Ghana, Ghana to be in there because and we have so much potential in terms of like the films we can make and stuff. I mean, uh, so many people want to make so a Kwame Nkrumah film. Oh, God, don't even get started on that. Let's not get it started on that. Let's not get it started on that. It hasn't happened, but yeah. Because, yeah. I mean. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it needs to happen. It needs to happen. It yeah. definitely Otherwise, needs to the happen. Americans would do it. Yeah, and, and then that's yeah. that's opportunity. Go definitely on. needs to happen. Um, yeah. So I mean, this is quite interesting. I mean, the experience you have in the acting, the different types of roles you've done, you've got quite a range of experience. 
um, what would you say that you like the most or how would you kind of like differ acting versus writing versus producing and directing and what so you've you've done you've done all of them right you've acted have you kind of produced have you directed? i've acted i've produced yeah. i've directed a documentary i've directed um like some live theater shows yeah um and i have written uh, yeah i've mm. written as well. well so what what I mean, acting's always been my soul, it's my heart. Mm. That's that's me, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been an actress. I've never deviated from that whatsoever. I've always known that's 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 me mm-hmm. from, from the get-go. But as you as you get further within the acting industry, it becomes apparent, especially when you're a woman, um, that there's only so much you can do because you're limited because you're waiting on someone else to understand or you're waiting for a story that speaks to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm someone where I can't wait like that. Um, I like to be creative. So the whole writing, I kind of just fell into it because I was just like, okay, what am I, why am I waiting for? So I started writing, but in that terms of, sense. yeah, in terms of writing, it's like, um, I like to write short stories and, you know, I would make like short films about the short stories. Yeah. And so it's, it's writing's very personal thing. And I'm still at this stage where I'm still trying to uh, find a way to put myself out there mm-hmm. when it comes to it. I've written pilots, you know, I've got co-writers as well that I, I write with. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm pushing to get my productions out there. Um, yeah. And I think what, what would you say is that the general... Um, what would you say the, the general trend of people that start acting? Because usually what happens tends to happen is they start acting mm. and then they start producing and directing and then writing. It's like I tend to see like a trend yeah. with actors. Like for example, I know like Michael B. Jordan, he yeah. started to like now he's trying to direct and produce his own films where he was just acting a whole bunch of films. Yeah. So I see a natural kind of like, you know, p- progression where you move away from acting and you start, oh, I want to start producing and directing yeah. and making writing movies now. Because you, as a producer, you have the opportunity to um, have a say as to what type of story should be put forward. Mm. When you're an actor, you're so used to someone saying, stand here, move here, say this like this, do this like this, look like this, um, be like this. No, you're not right. You're too thin. You're too small. You're too dark. You're too... And then it starts to play in your mind where you're like, okay, I could easily do this role, but I have to convince so many other people that I can so a lot of the times an actor would get to a certain point where they have a certain level of success or a certain um, income where they can start investing back into themselves Mm -hmm. so they would then have a become a point where they're like okay I'm going to produce my own thing Mm -hmm. and I know exactly who I want to be in it with me Um, and so like yeah producing is always the next level Mm -hmm. because you on your way up, you've already met a number of directors and writers that you've seen their journey and you want to bring them in to create a story that's impactful to a new, to an audience that's always there but has always been forgotten. That's clever. That's clever. Using, utilizing the network or the relationships you've, you've built along the way in your exactly. career to, exactly. to, to create something entirely new. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned earlier on, I just want to double tap because yeah. you mentioned the word, you know, as a woman, whatever. Like, how is it for you as a black woman? acting in the industry 
Um, it can be in any country. How, how's it? What's the experience? I'm trying to just, <laughs> I mean, maybe not spend too much time in it, but I'm like, yeah, I'm just to gonna your thoughts. just just really quickly. I yeah. think I think as I think it is reflective of society. Mm. So there is a, a there's a hierarchy in society. And everybody knows this. And anyone that pretends that it doesn't exist, I don't know what world you're living in, but um, colorism comes into play a lot. Racism comes into play. Mm. Um, there are, it is changing. There, you know, there's a lot of um, improvements, but there's also certain roles that, there's certain chances, certain roles that a black woman has, a black actress has, um, and it's, it's difficult sometimes because, you know, you have to be very strong and understand that it's not necessarily you, it's just the situation and the industry. Have you had any personal experiences of like being limited to a role or an opportunity because of the color of your skin anywhere? Mm. <laughs> yes, I have. Okay. Um, there's been a lot of times uh, oh, that's. Is it? Did I? Did I really? Did I? Talk, did I go? Did I go to a specific area, emotional area? Yeah, I mean, like, there's been a lot of times where I've gone up for a role, and because I'm a, a dark-skinned woman, yeah. there's an assumption that I'm not soft. I can't be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, I always have to be very strong, uh, very militant. Mm. Um, you know. Or very like silly or jovial. Um, there's there's never uh, there's not really anything where I'm just like I'm just a woman that's just trying to figure out life. Mm. It's always like a role where I already know where I'm going and what I'm doing. Okay. And as people, we're not all like that. Yeah. How's it made you feel when there's maybe a role or opportunities come up in the industry and you haven't been able to do it because of what you look like? I think at this point, I'm so used to it, which is why I decided to create my own content now. Mm. Yeah, I think this is the day and age that we're in now, where people yeah. are creating their own content, they're selling it to the, to the, to the platforms. I mean, all the, um, Netflix and Amazon Prime Video, all these other platforms, Hulu, you name it, yeah. Apple Plus TV, is that they're just, they're just like a mediator, right? You yeah, can go, exactly. now you, it's a great opportunity now. Now you can go straight to the source and just pitch your product exactly. to them, rather than having to kind of like go through all of the emotions and, but even when you're going straight to the source, there's still a lot of um, mm. gatekeepers. Hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and it's better now. Yeah. But there's still some way to go. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think in the, this generation where you can create your own content and actually charge people for it upfront, have your own platform, charge yeah. people for it. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. So yeah. I mean, it's more. I see it more of YouTubers and stuff. But in terms of the actors, actors and people that want to write and produce. Mm -hmm. I mean, I see short films on YouTube, but I think maybe it's harder for them to kind of like get monetize that kind of monetize it. it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. people rather like watch like YouTube type content. Um, so that's an interesting one for real. That's yeah, really interesting. Yeah. It definitely, yeah. definitely is an interesting one as well. So you've definitely, you definitely had a very interesting journey mm -hmm. um, in terms of like your career. Um, what would you say is um, how, how would you say like in terms of like TV and film? What would you say that is happening right now that's improving or changing the narrative of how TV and films are? I think there's more 
black female writers mm. that are out there True. that are being commissioned um that are telling interesting stories um and i also think that people actors um creatives are less inclined to not say anything anymore mm-hmm. they're they're more inclined to highlight um certain things like you know um colorism uh you know, narratives that are very stereotypical. Um, yeah, people people speaking out a lot more. Mm. And the power of social media as well. That's a very good point. Because yeah. you're seeing a lot more people speak out on social media and you know, a lot more voices are being heard as well. And that's kind of like changing things as well. Yeah. Constantly, yeah. And yeah, I think, I think there's been certain movies or films where someone maybe this person was going to be the character, this particular character and then people like complained about it and then they, they made a change. Exactly. Yeah. Even something as small as I think Sonic the Hedgehog, I think Sonic the Hedgehog was coming out and I think like the, the Sonic community, cause I'm a Sonic fan and um, the, the kid of me is a Sonic yeah, fan. Yeah. And um, I think the, the community, the Sonic community, like they, they air their opinions and then mm-hmm. they, they ended up changing either the voice of an actor mm-hmm. or how, Son- I think it was how Sonic looked like. In a sense, I think with the day and age of social media, like I think it's a great opportunity also for people that produce and writing, directing films that yeah. they put out a teaser or trailer, yeah. and then people don't like it. Then they, they, will, quickly, they will talk about it, yeah. and then they will quickly remove it, and there you go. because they understand, like you know, with um, Black Panther, they understand that the mm. community, we, yeah. we, when we back something, it does yeah. very well, like financially, yeah. and now they want to ensure that. Yeah we're pleased as well you know whereas before i think it was kind of like oh whatever it doesn't matter where like now it's important because we're lucrative mm-hmm. i feel like um i feel like in terms of social uh, popular culture what's cool what's happening is very reliant on the black community at the moment true very true if you were to like be in like a dream role what what, what kind of film and what would that look like my dream role, it would actually be Yara Santua. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I want to play Yara Santua. Has there been some films and productions made around Yara Santua? Not yet. Not really. Not really. Not really. Not yet. Yeah, same thing as Kwame Nkrumah. Yeah. We've talked about. But that, that is a role. <laughs> yeah. Since I was a kid, I've always wanted to play that. Do you think it will be like the Black Panther type film or Woman King type film if that came out? Even it, 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 would be, it would be even better. better. Yeah. It would be even, it would be even better. Yeah. I feel like, it, I feel like it's a Hollywood type film. If they made it, they can make it look really, really good. But at the same time, like you want to have the Africans. And that's why I said it would be it. even better because the creatives yeah. Yeah. that write it yeah. with Yara Santua, I, I, it would be fantastic okay. if, it was led by Ghanaian writers. 100%. And then they had additional writers. That would be a good one. I could, I could see you doing that. I've, I haven't seen you, I haven't watched any of your, 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 your acting gigs, but I can see you doing that really well, just from speaking to you, you know, off, off set. Yeah. I, think I can see you I, doing I, that well. that's, that's my dream role, to be honest. See, I can definitely see you, you know. So what, what do you want to do, like, in the, in, in, the, in the future? Like, I mean, what, what way, where are you heading towards? Like, do you want to, like, fully establish yourself as an actor or do you want to like move into producing directing what's, i'm already established as an actor okay um or, or okay maybe let like, me actually rephrase that maybe like do you want to like like be like a 
super superstar or do you want to just like with me it's about the work because everyone everyone's different yeah with me it's about the work okay if i wanted fame yeah if i wanted just fame i would have just taken off my clothes and just 100 percent. you know what i mean it's always been about the work the craft the stories that i'm trying to tell the audiences that i'm trying to target Mm -hmm. um so i go with the stories Mm -hmm. and if I have the power and the means to produce, to bring more people on, to ensure that there's more people that are able to get their foot in the door, that's what I'm going to do. Because for me, it's about bringing the whole village, not just an individual. Just an individual, yeah. Okay, so you're you're more into like staying true to yourself and being able to pursue what you want to do in the the acting industry or in the film industry, so the TV industry, rather than just, just... taking any kind of role or doing anything just to kind of make it to the top. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a notable, it's a notable path. It's a notable path. And I yeah. do admire it. Because when you, when you've been in the industry for a while, you have to be very specific. There's power in saying yes. There's also power in saying no, just, just mm. know when to do it, mm. you know? And everyone has um, space to grow. Everyone has space to have that opportunity. I feel like there's lots of people that have compromised in this industry to get to where they are. Um, have you felt temptations or pressures to kind of like compromise in any kind of way, shape or form? Like Harvey Weinstein that? kind of way? Like. If you're, I mean, maybe that's a bit too extreme, but in any way, shape or form, have you felt like pressures? Or I felt, yeah, definitely. I'm sure there must be, kind of, must be common, right? Pressures in terms of yeah. like aesthetically, pressures in terms of like um, playing certain roles, mm-hmm you know, uh, play, playing slave roles and, and saying no to that because I just feel like how many slave films have we had and what does it, what does it, how can I put it? At this point, I think we need to move in a direction where it's telling a, a different story mm-hmm. about a situation. And that's, that's something that I believe Woman King did really well. Yeah, I haven't seen that film. In all honesty, I've seen Black Panther too, but I haven't seen Woman King. Woman King I, I hear is a lot great. Of, I have Black an Panther's idea of great. what it's like. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, have a, I have an idea of what it's like, but I haven't seen it. But I'm sure it must be good from a production. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, production point of view. Yeah. So, um, what would you say is like some of the achievements and awards that, that you've made? Like any kind of key awards achievements you picked up along the way in your in your career? Yeah, I mean, I think my major achievement is producing um, the short film, Muno Babri in, in Ghana. Like mm. I always wanted to create a film here. I had friends that had tried b- before mm-hmm. and it was never successful for them. Mm-hmm. So doing it here, starting it here, I was a bit nervous, I was, I was a bit scared. And I worked with amazing people here, like the cast, the crew, <laughs> absolutely amazing. And the, what we have, what we've achieved together yeah. is very beautiful, and I'm really excited at some point for everyone to see it. Yeah, I, I, I would love to see it. I mean, there's one or two films, grassroots films, that I've, I've seen in, in the cinema in Ghana. Yeah. And now I think one is finally coming onto Netflix, which is quite interesting. That's good. The one of, um, is it, um, what's this guy called? Ajate. What's his name? What's his full name? I can't remember his name. He, I think he was Tic Tac in one of these. TV shows back in the day. I can't remember oh, his full name. Oh, good, good, good. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. But anyway, um, it's just really good to see yeah. you know, a lot more, f- you know, films and TV shows and short films just getting the recognition it deserves. I can't wait to see it. I get the opportunity to see it. 
Yeah. Really, really can't. And um, what's, what's, what's the next thing I wanted to ask you? So um, in terms of what you want to do like mm-hmm. in, in, in 2023, what does that look like? Oh, it's already really busy. <laughs> it's already really busy. Um, so I actually want to film like two more documentaries mm-hmm. that I have uh, up my sleeve. Um, so I want to film two more documentaries. Of course, Moon Over Breeze doing the festival circuit. So I'm doing a lot of traveling with that. Um, I am also going to be working on a festival mm-hmm. uh, in the UK, in London. Um, for black creatives um, and I'm also hosting like what well, I'm being a part of a, a female filmmaker event um, at the Barbican mm-hmm. in London uh, to discuss my film saying but different um, so the first quarter is is packed yeah you're busy man and then when I when I get towards the end of the first quarter then I start to look at the the second quarter okay then you'll start to look at what what opportunities you want to pursue yeah, take each day as it comes. Wonderful. What What's your favorite film? Do you have one? Ooh. Is that a trick question? That's such a trick question, okay. Adrian. Okay, who's your favorite actor? Again, it's a trick question as it's well. It's a trick question. TV show. <laughs> I have so many. The way yeah. the way I watch. Name, okay, let's maybe you can name some. Okay. <laughs> I'll be city. No. <laughs> um, my favorite film. Mm-hmm. I really like Requiem of a Dream. Mm-hmm. I really also like Do the Right Thing. Yeah, I've I've seen bits of it. It's it's it's, uh, it's powerful. Do the Right Thing, and um, I think it's based in the nineties or eighties. Yeah, is that in the Harlem, 90s. Harlem, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, that's Brooklyn. It, yeah. One of one of the parts of New York, yeah. Um, and in terms of TV shows, oh, I've got so many. Yeah. If there's any in your head, feel free to share. Otherwise, I guess we can skip it. TV shows, I would say, that I watched recently. Do you know what I watched recently, which I really like, is um, uh, Blood and Water. Blood and Water. Yeah, it's a South African mm-hmm. series. Okay. Uh, that one's really good. Mm. And I haven't started it yet, but I've heard really great things by uh, Succession. Succession. Mm. What, where is it? HBO. HBO. What's it about, do you know? It's about um, a family, very wealthy family. Mm-hmm. And I think like a, it's like a media mogul. And he is, I think, retiring or something. And he's handing over... Um, to his family, like wow. the business, wow. but he has like a number of children okay. that they need to, you okay. know. So it's like I think about sibling rivalry mm-hmm. and stuff. It sounds very King Lear to me, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it sounds like a really good plot, like a good storyline as well. I would love to watch something like that. It sounds exciting. Cause it's yeah, just, it's like a level of anticipation. What's going to happen? How yeah. are they going to take to it? You know, are they going to live up to the to, to the pressure and all that kind of stuff? Um, what's your favorite genre of, of, of movie or film? I mean, to, to act in or to. I love I love thrillers. Mm-hmm. I love thrillers. I love action. Okay. Um, and I also like um, biopics. Mm. I like to sit down and watch biopics. Like the Ray Charles biopic mm-hmm. is is absolutely oh. Yeah. Yeah. You love that one. Yeah, that one's really really good. Yeah. Really good. Mm. 
Which one do I like? Um, I mean, I mean, uh, what's this one? Not seven pounds. And um, sorry, pursue happiness. I always love that one. Yeah. Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Yeah. I can see you probably doing that. <laughs> Angela Bassett. Tina yeah. Turner. Is I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I that's seen it. No. That that film's really good. I haven't seen it. There's there's a few really good biopics out there. I think biopics like the storylines are so powerful as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So biopics are they they like films like real life? Are they like based on film based on true story? They're films based on yeah true story. Yeah. 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 I really like real the, people, real life real, people, real life people. Yeah. yeah. I really like the the Serena Venus Williams one. I haven't seen that one yet. That was powerful. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, I really enjoy that one as well. King Richard. That's it. King Richard, King Richard. she knows it. <laughs> yeah. You really you know it. Okay, so if I mention the word Akla to you, what thoughts, vibes, feelings come to mind? If you say if that. I, if I mention the word Akla to you, what thoughts, vibes, or feelings come to mind? Enjoyment. Yeah, just enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> enjoyment. Mm. Um, heat. Palm wine. Mm. Pineapple. <laughs> just blurting out words. Um, yeah. Just, just wholeheartedness, like yeah. fulfillment, vibrancy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where do you want to be in five years in terms of your 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 your, your acting, producing, production, creating legacy? What five, ten years? Like, what, what would you want to be? I would like to have my own production company. Mm-hmm. And I want my production company to also uh, be based here, uh, focusing on producing mm-hmm. uh, TV content uh, based in Africa. Wonderful. Um, primarily in Ghana, mm-hmm. um, which streams on Netflix or either Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be in a situation where I also live in Ghana, like at least six months of the year, okay. live in the US for three months and then live in the UK for three months. Where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me at www.aniwabawachi.com mm-hmm. or on my socials, which is at aniwabawachi, A-N-N-I-W-A-A-B-U-A-C-H-I-E. Mm-hmm. That's where you can find me. Wonderful. Well, there you have it, guys. Um, Aniwa Boachi from the Sound of Crow podcast. What tips would you give to aspiring actors, producers, directors, etc.? Um, just stay focused. Uh, write down everything that you find interesting because it might be a story of film or something you would like to share later. Mm-hmm. And um, there's always room for another story, another perspective. Wonderful. Well, sweet and short. There you have it, guys. So there you have it, guys. Aniwa Boachi, um, actor, writer, producer. She does it all. Um, you can get all of the links, references, all the nuggets and the gems and the wisdom by heading over to the soundcard.com forward slash Aniwa. That's A N I W A. I think I've got it. Yeah. And yeah, on your way out, hit like, share it, leave us a comment, let us know what you think of this episode. And if you're listening on Apple Spotify, please give us a five star review. It does more than you know. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much. <laughs>